What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello. The Texas Treat Latino Heat clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globetrotting head shot from Twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. He did it. He didn't say Nitro Rifle. Uh, yesterday on, on uh, some show, I was like, Tim does that every once in a while too, Greg, where they just miss the Nitro Rifle part in the whole spiel. It just I, isn't great for the cadence. Of what yeah, the ca- it gets messed up. I don't know why, because I have it all in my head. It's memorized. It it's all there. end it on Nitro Rifle or you end on Andy Cortez, but to have them both, it's like... Because I, I think of it more as like a designation. Like I'm the Globeshot and Headshot and Nitro Rifle from twitch.tv. But that's not a designation. Yeah, that's a name. What you just it's said like is a name. A designation would be like general. Happy you know to be I mean? here, everybody. I get Happy it. I get it. It's like ace, right? Like for a fighter pilot, mm-hmm. they call him an yeah. ace. Yeah, he's the nitro rifle. I, yeah. I'll try to I'll but try If you to call remember. the fighter pilot ace, that would be the nickname. We would be referring to You him haven't as even ace. seen no, Top no, Gun. He's an ace. You're right. I don't watch military it? propaganda. All right? Uh, don't do No, hold on. Hold on. Stop. Stop. We just sat through three hours of it last night. Let's not let's not jump through the opposite, Greg. All right? Need you to put that away and go watch this movie, all right? Listen, I'll only go see it if there's a dinosaur in it. <laughs> we also are joined by the big dog, Kevin Koala. Nitro rifle. There it is. There it is. I'm going to try to get it in there, Andy, but there's no promises because you know what I mean? When I'm in the flow, I'm just trying to go. I'm just trying to get through it. And I, I always know. I'm like, in, as I'm saying, I'm like, I don't know where the nitro rifle fits here, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. Do you think I'll nail that next time? Producer slash edition, Nick Scarpino. I think you will. And I think, honestly, we've just not given enough credence to Rootin' Tootin'. I don't know why we don't have that in there somewhere. But 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 I always want to say the Rootin' Tootin' Nitro Rifle, and I just don't understand why you guys won't let me. Yeah, yeah. When one of the words could easily be shootin'. Yeah, but... but exactly. In this day and age? In 2022? Yes, yeah. what you want to be referred to as? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, this is kind of funny screencast. We're each and every week. We deserve better gun laws in America. Gumballs. Uh, gun laws. Gun laws. Gun laws. Gun laws are forever. We should let them go. Nobody wants gumballs. We need to all vote. Y'all, did you vote yesterday? I voted yesterday. Okay, everyone. Kind of funny screencast. It happens each and every week, sometimes multiple times a week, where we talk about the latest in TV, <laughs> movies, and trailers. And on some days, we do all three. You can, of course, go to youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com to watch them as videos. You can go to your favorite podcast service and search for kind of funny screencast to listen to it as a podcast or you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get it ad free and watch live as we are recording it just like our patreon producers gordon mcguire molecule and fargo brady have done today we're brought to you by meundies but i'll talk about that later a little housekeeping for y'all screencast is popping off right now both the kind of funny side and the kind of funny game side of kind of funny are popping off right now of course on the game side we got summer game fest happening so all the biggest conferences showcases all of that we will be reacting on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and the youtube.com kind of funny games channel um greg blessing and i are going down to la this weekend to get our hands on a bunch of games as if it's a really three it's a crazy time to be alive and we'll be posting a bunch of our impressions on all our social media and all that stuff so stay tuned for all of that video game stuff but over here on the entertainment side 
again, we are popping off like it's no one's business. Just today, we're going to be recording this review for Miss Marvel Episode 1. We're also continuing our Kenobi reviews with Episode 4. And we're going to be doing a trailer reaction to Black Adam from DC. Uh, what's the line, Greg? The, the hierarchy of power the is about to The hierarchy of shift. power in the DC <laughs> DCEU is about to change forever. I'm yeah. going to listen to Roxane for 15 fucking years. <laughs> and today, I'm going to see him do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So stay tuned for all of that stuff. And then every single week, we're going to be reacting to Kenobi to finish out the season and Miss Marvel. And who knows what else might pop up along the way. Anyways, enough of all of that stuff. Oh, last thing. You can get the Danger Zone shirt by being a patreon.com slash kind of funny platinum supporter this month. And you want to check that out because it is hot as fuck and it's designed by Cameron Kennedy. Whew. Let's get into this. The latest Disney Plus Marvel show has started. It is Miss Marvel. It's finally out. Greg Miller, what say you? Uh, you know, no hyperbole, like in, you know, not even doing any Greg stuff or anything crazy. Like, I don't think I've ever loved a premiere episode of a TV show as much as I loved this. Like, I was boom, locked in the entire time. I thought it was visually stunning. I thought it was exciting to watch in terms of how they used uh, camera angles and, you know, her and Bruno on their bikes and the, their imaginations running wild on the walls, the way it was shot through the lockers, uh, the color palette. Uh, on top of that, of course, just the fact that I've loved Ms. Marvel since her debut. Obviously, I loved her in the Avengers game. I was excited to see her come here, and the stuff we'd seen early on didn't make me have low expectations of the show, but I wasn't 100% sure what we were getting. And so when I was checking my watch over and over again because I didn't want the 50 minutes to go too fast, I was like, holy shit, am I in on this? Let alone the fact of, like, I teared up in the episode. I thought it was so cool to see her family represented so well, see a Jer Jersey City have its own distinct personality and not feel, not feel like it wasn't in the MCU, but be its own place in the MCU, which I think is so special. I thought Spider-Man, you know, Homecoming was always so great at establishing what Queens is, right? Where Spider-Man is and what's happening with that. Like, I was blown away by this episode. I was, I'm super in. I, I, I want more so much. I just, I, I, I wish it, I, this is something I wish I could binge. And instead, I think it'll be probably one of the, the, yeah, the only Disney plus show from Marvel that I'm going to watch again as soon as I can this episode. Moving on from Greg, let's go to Nick Scarpino. Uh, I liked it. Um, it was entertaining. I, I don't, I'm not quite as as uh, up on it as Greg is. I thought um, it's a fun sort of like high school retelling. I, I I like I like the family dynamic a lot. I think that's the heart of the show, and I think they're going to lean into that. With uh, you know, if you're going to tell me you got there's an overbearing mother who uh, who wants to keep her 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 daughter safe, uh, her child safe by not letting her do anything, and that uh, that hits close to home for for anyone with an Italian mother as well. So, uh, you know, I think that's always, that's a tried and true story. And I think they're kind of, they put a little shift on it uh, with this one. And it's interesting to see her get her powers in this episode. Uh, the one thing I will say is I don't understand why every city doesn't have an Avengers con. I don't understand why that's not. I want to go to Avengers con so bad. In, in real life. I, lo I liked the production design behind that too when they walked in. You know, so, you know we'll get into the minutia, but when they walk in, you hear the, the Steve Rogers sort of like, that the old audio from that, I was like, that's a cool little touch. Oh, and of course, is, that's yeah. something that only a passionate person or a passionate fan of of Steve Rogers would have done. So yeah, I think overall, I mean, I think the show is shot beautifully. I do love the style of it. I love that they that that wasn't just trailer talk that they were doing. That they that all those visual gags like the Scott Pilgrim stuff is in this. Um, it's really it's it's fun. Andy Cortez. Uh, I'm I'm more alongside Greg. I think the show is awesome. It is a fantastic premiere. Um, 
to echo what Nick was just mentioning, I love that those just weren't things in the trailer. I love that all those visual, uh, it's very playful. It's very fun to watch along with, I think just, uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala is just so personable and Mm -hmm. immediately one of those actresses that you don't really notice any bad red lines of dialogue or poorly read lines of dialogue. I think she's absolutely killing it. I, I want to see more of this show and I think it is, it was such a breath of fresh air after being pretty down on Moon Knight and the last couple of MCU shows, honestly. Um, I, I feel like this started off on a great foot. Um, love the family. Love her. Love the parents. I do think there's a couple of, like, unjustified actions by some of, uh, some of the characters, like the father Being kind of Hulk. getting really set. Like, I thought that moment was super cute. And then her fighting against it and him being like, you're not going. I was just like, ah, oh, that's kind of. It just felt like it just wasn't super earned in that moment. But uh, there's just tiny little nitpicks like that. I think it's, yeah, incredibly well shot. I love how playful not only all the uh, visual effects are and and the motion graphics, but also just the camera work. Really fun to watch. Um, And, yeah, I I love seeing their text conversation with her and Bruno and it having that sort of baby driver you know, the conversations are all over the environment as you're kind of walking along with them. I think it's cute as shit. I think it's it, she's so endearing and uh, it's it's just a fun show so far. And I'm, I'm excited that I feel this way about a Marvel show again, which I said about episode one of Moon Knight. But <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked to, to continue watching this. Big Kev dog. Yeah, I'm legit blown away that uh, so much of what we saw in the trailer is in this first episode, like all the background stuff and her using her imagination that way. I think it gives such a fun vibe to the show. Um, The family relationship is incredible. I feel like it's so much of it hits very close to home of like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of my family and... uh, I actually really like the dad getting upset. I mean, it's a, a bit of an overreaction, but I think that that's, you know, kind of what what happens when you you like hurt someone's feelings. Hurt your, so hurt your, yeah, hurt family, your dad. Right? Yeah. I think it's backed up right by immediately having the conversation with Bruno on the rooftop of like, I think right, I made my dad right. cry. Like, right, yeah. his you're not going, and especially for it being so meek of you're not mm. going is I think him trying to hold it together, right? But the way that actor yeah. as a boo plays the but pain, I was like, oh my god. Even like them trying to like like making her a costume and him coming in and then being like, look, I'm the big Hulk and you're the little Hulk. And it's just like, that's not a thing that, you know, that like that, that whole dynamic that was such a good scene that like seems so reminiscent of something from my childhood. Me too. Uh, Kevin. I think that's the thing. I mean, like, I think you go back to that. Right. And especially as a kid, I think you never understand that. Right. You're so caught up in what you want and how you see it going to you know be on that parent side of it right there and see that yeah mm. the mom made these costumes the dad painted himself green like you know what i mean yeah. they're tr- they're trying to go in above and beyond to meet you halfway but they're not having that conversation about meeting you halfway so then you shoot off of the mouth and you i've done that to my parents right like right, i didn't right, even right. think about it at the time but yeah i mean overall this episode was a lot of fun and like honestly i'm super excited for this season this is uh yeah, like I, I've been vocal about not liking Moon Knight or like What If and just kind of being okay with some other shows. But like to me, this gives me a lot of what Hawkeye did where it's like this is fun chemistry and I like all the actors that they've chosen. So like I'm all in. I hope this story is fun. It, it, I'm excited that they so quickly were like this is her power set. Like this is uh, like this. She's found it. She's wearing the bracelet. She's using it. And we got the the did you guys see the post credit scene? 
Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Cool. Right. I'm, I can't remember who that kid Stewie. is. Stewie. Yeah. Stewie. I, well, I know the actor, but like I, I can't remember what what he. Was he was he in far. He was in No Way Home. Home. He's the one who took Spider Man and all his little cronies. Okay. Yeah. Damage. Right. Yeah. Tim, how do you feel about it? Oh, this is so incredibly my shit. I feel like this is in a lot of ways. It's not like it's anything we haven't seen before, but I think it's a a really good TV version of so many elements and things that I love. Like I feel like it's not quite Edgar Wright. It's more Edgar Light. That was for you, Andy. Uh, but like I think that that kind of fits what this is. Like it, it kind of feels like all the more fantastical elements um, fit the vibe of this being like a high school kind of girl and her friend's story um as opposed to it being like superhero first like the mm-hmm. the fantastical elements aren't necessarily like really happening or not really happening it's more just kind of how she's experiencing things and i think that they do a, a great job with that because the story is so focused on her and how she sees the world and this is a not our world this is she's the a world dreamer i mean yeah. in some ways this is our world it, it's a world that has had 10 plus years of the avengers and what that means and how generations are growing up now with these superheroes them in the real world us in movie form uh but i think that it's really cool to, to the way the episode opened with her being a youtuber and like her conspiracy theory videos on thor's a gamer like very smart nods to things we know from the mcu in the past um while feeling really believable and feeling like this could just be its own standalone thing where she uh amon has such presence uh as miss marvel i I think that she's really knocking out of the park like when we first started seeing pictures of her i was like i'm not sure that this is Mm. gonna be right and i was absolutely wrong man like she has so much just kind of like charisma that i want to see her succeed and like we i've now seen her in one episode and unlike most of the other disney plus shows we know the pipeline of where she's going to end up we know we're going to see her in a movie uh next year early next year in the marvels and i think that that's really cool because last time we had that was wanda in wandavision and we knew the next time we were going to see her was dr strange but because of delays because of pandemic stuff that ended up being a mega gap whereas here it's like this is kind of like introducing us to her and then teeing her up to uh get her big picture debut andy and and I've mentioned this before, but she's got that she's sipping on that same sauce that Haley Steinfeld sipping on, and that Tom Holland was sipping on when we were introduced to him. Where it's like, this is a young actor that you're immediately kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if I trust them to be in this role quite yet. And immediately they you're bought in. They sell you on it yeah, they just because it. they're talented and they're really good at just being likable on screen. I thought that was a great sort of line that, in a way, kind of just. Um, was an analogy to the actual show uh, where Bruno's telling her, you got to put your own spin on Captain Marvel. You got to put your own spin on it. And in a way, I was like, all of these visual flourishes and everything, you're putting a spin on what your Disney Plus show is because I think it needed somewhat of an extra element to kind of make it stand out and be a little bit more special. And I'm so glad that they went full in with it. I was hoping that it was not going to be half-assed in any way. Or I was hope I was really hoping it was going to be there at all in any capacity. But to see how far they went with it, I thought it was just it was just so it was eye candy. It's fun yeah. to watch, and the people you're watching acting are just really enjoyable to sort of uh, see them interact with each other. In- Absolutely. And uh, the other thing I want to say is I love how this it feels the most modern 
of a MCU property that we've had. And I think that that's uh, via use of music a lot, like opening with the weekend. Like it's very much like time and place where we've gotten like the retro stuff before. And we have gotten some things that feel a bit more modern, but this really feels like she is in the now dealing with superheroes in her world. And like Greg was saying, it gives Jersey this kind of like, uh, different vibe that's same but different same but a little lesser than to the the uh, new york that we're kind of used to and i i think that that is something that the comic does really well and two things that i'm extremely impressed and excited about is this so far is doing my favorite marvel studios thing which is delivering what is necessary from the comics but changing enough that it's not just the exact same thing that i read 10 years ago um, and so far they're really nailing that aspect of it. And also they're nailing what you guys have kind of alluded to, but we saw the trailers. We weren't sure if they were actually going to deliver that style in the show. And I am super stoked that not only are they delivering on it, it's not all the same stuff from the trailers. Like so much of the trailer stuff was trailer specific. And then seeing it in context here, it's like completely different animations, completely different, um, vibes for the story they're telling. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm super into it so far, it, especially yeah, when they're walking in that little parking lot and you see it on the wall and the story that they're trying to tell um oh, that, versions of captain marvel yeah yeah that was a great little addition of her saying maybe i could be dr strange captain marvel or whatever Ooh. i thought it's yeah. just it's just such a fun show to watch well i but think I also, what's you know so strong about it too is just oh go ahead tim just just real quick yeah. i want to tell you about our sponsors are people still trying to make plans with you this summer as if you aren't booked and busy already? You're just going to have to tell them to try again in the fall. You've got pool days, pride parades, bachelor parties, and beach vacations waiting for you because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. I'm Greg Miller and my butt never sweats because I wear MeUndies. You've heard it a million times. I like MeUndies so much. With my first pair, I bought a whole bunch more and threw away the rest of my underwear. They're the best. MeUndies has the lightest, most breathable fabrics to keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies to bra to socks, to loungewear, to swimwear, you can find something for all your plans. MeUndies also releases new prints all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small to 4XL. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. To get 15% off your first order, 25% off your first membership item, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kind of funny no one likes waiting on a paycheck especially when you've got bills due good thing there's chime now you can get your paycheck up to two days earlier with direct deposit that's up to two more days to save pay bills and generally just feel good about your money situation but chime is about more than just getting paid early it's also an award-winning mobile app checking account debit card and optional savings account so what are you waiting for hopefully not your paycheck Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancor Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on your payer. Tim, what Greg I want to tell you about, what I want to tell you about, Tim, is something you were talking about in your uh, monologue there of the fact that it is so good without the superhero stuff. You know what I mean? Like just her from the moment this show kicks off and introducing and doing such a great job of being a 2022 Kamala of her making the YouTube videos and using her art and her animation shit and the way her room looks and yeah, yeah. But like just going, like I was like, I would watch the entire series of this just a, 
she is a you know superhero fangirl in school and what's that look like with her you know friend group and enemy group and everything else that's going on around it like i thought that was so strong to you know i wasn't sitting there going all right get your powers all right get your powers do whatever you're gonna do right like i was excited when she did uh, I thought it was fucking insane when the girl got hit by Thor's hammer and got stuck back. <laughs> Jen and I both went, "Oh shit!" Like She's the dead. Iron Man head was or the Ant Man head was rolling. You're like, dead, "All right, right, well, they're gonna be okay. Maybe somebody gets hurt." And fucking Thor's hammer is throwing this girl around. I was like, Jesus Christ! But yeah, I, I I think the supporting cast around her is so great. Her her family is so great. Her brother being both the older brother but the supportive brother you know what i mean going to bat for her the way her family does like i think her mom's hilarious when she's like uh, i wrote it down uh yeah talking about her her mom like she doesn't want to die before passing on all her junk to us like i was like that's such <laughs> a good fucking line nick did the black sloth black sloth down line make you laugh that did make me laugh and i and i like the, there was another line in it that where he was like you, you don't want to fall into the hudson for a third time and she's like no it was the second time he goes no 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 this you did it twice or something like that um i i like that a lot of that by the way that you're, you're seeing a lot of that fandom mirrored in when when she goes to the uh to the convention and she gets up on stage for the cosplay competition and there's actually a lot of legit other cool takes on on captain marvel and and some of like some people did it like legit like the i i guess the antagonist which not really though because uh, I, I forget the girl school or yeah but she's not i mean but but traditionally that would be the antagonist that would be the person who's like i think the archetype setting, of what's that i was i like i i wouldn't be shocked if they're setting her up to like become like a friend or... yeah i mean well, it's, that's what it's, i'm saying it's is, obvious it, from the get-go if yeah this like, was, if this was if this was a 1990s high school movie this person would be just a one-dimensional bully um, yeah. But in this one, she's kind of just fine. I mean, they have that interaction where she's like, I like your jacket. And she goes, oh, I like your necklace. Like there's so there's not really an antagonist in this yeah. other than the mother, uh, which is I mean, which I'm curious. They have to introduce one at some point because the the, the conflict between the mother and the daughter is going to run kind of that's going to run thin probably in the next couple episodes for me. Um, there was a, a light tease towards the antagonist for people that have read the comics. It's this is the slightest thing ever. But when they're on the ceiling or on the the roof of a building, mm-hmm. there's like a sign that says Edison Electrics, mm-hmm. and Edison is one of the first villains of Miss Marvel. So I wonder. Yeah. I don't think that's the direction they're going with this, but maybe. Uh, maybe, but awesome. they also have the two people, the, the two agents that are going to come into the the fray at some points. But but that's one of the things. Like I, I like the dynamics. I like that we set up all the characters in this. I I do think that like. This is a different spin on a very, very tried and true story, and tried and true stories start to wear thin for me very quickly with with a lot of these uh, these Marvel shows. So I'm curious to see if they can keep my attention, uh, given all the visual stuff, which is cool. But four episodes from now, if I'm if that's basically the main hook of the series, they they're going to need to do a lot more to keep my attention. I I'm super glad that they did immediately kind of prepare us for the fact that. Bruno is a whiz kid and it's not something that I think that is something that helps out. Um, it's easier to do when you have a side character, when you don't have to fully flesh them out in any way. And you can just kind of say every, every time you see this kid, he's doing something mechanical. He's helping out uh, Kamala's dad with his stuff or he's at home with his computers all around him. He's uh, like he's so perfectly set up to be the guy in the chair that it's made to be believable uh, without, like, I don't foresee a moment where I'm going to go, oh, come on, how the fuck do you know how to do that? Kids from Jurassic Park who put together a car after it's 30 happened. years of not running. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jurassic yeah, but, and, and I like, I like yeah. that they had the this sort of, like, 
he has that functional knowledge, right? He makes the Alexa machine that he puts in the middle of the house and it doesn't work great, but it's there. It's good. You know, it's like, he's still figuring all this stuff well, out. Well, is that, is that him or is it Abu? Cause Abu is like saying such a weird way of TV switch. Like he's not saying turn yeah. on the TV. You know what I mean? I thought it was more maybe uh, the dad just not using the simple commands and getting possibly. Yeah. But I mean, even, about it. even the device itself is very like kind of Janky homemade shit. looking. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. That, that speaks a lot to him. And I like, I like their dynamic. I will say like to, to, to criticize the show, a little bit some of the line deliveries for me didn't quite hit and i know you guys are pretty keen on the two characters but there's a couple back and forths where i'm like there's a there's a way when when you let your your high school age actors or like young actors talk like high schoolers that can add authenticity to it but if you push it too far for me it starts to it starts to kind of get a little muddled and there was a couple instances where i had to roll it back and put the subtitles on because they were speaking so quickly to each other and over each other that i was missing what i thought was important moments of dialogue um but that's those were those were only a couple moments here and there um but i did like that that she i love that she lays out the sort of baby driver scott pilgrim plan and then when she goes out her window, just thought she just grabs the bridge and falls on her ass. That's well, well a, it's a, it's a, there's it's, also a great comedic beat to be like, you want to take the bus? That's the that's yeah, the that's, yeah. Your plan is to take the bus. Here, yeah. <laughs> that's what you took away from this. Yeah, well, I, I also love that. Like we get constant updates on how the plan is being fucked up and how the time yeah. is like gets <laughs> so crossed good. out and it's like oh it's twenty minutes later. Yeah. Yeah, there was also that hectic couple weeks montage that was uh, reminiscent of the Hawkeye one we got, where it's like, how'd you lose your hearing? He's like, uh, I don't know. And it was like, bah, 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 of all the different things. And this yeah, did this, a similar me. thing. I, I really liked uh, setting up her character and like, I think pushing the, the show a little further than I expected it to so quickly with uh, her like driving test and like immediately backing the car up as yeah. like ridiculously as she did. Like, I like that because I didn't see that coming. Like, I thought it was going to be more but, of like, like a stupid hijinks i to me that's where that's the only place in the i think there might have been one other place but i can't recall exactly what it is where it was like ooh, this makes it like this is like a shitty tv show vibes because it's like no one would floor it into reverse like and i and i'm sure like best friends are out there like oh it happened to my friend or something but like your friends are stupid (laughs) yeah like that's not how you like you don't floor especially when like she was doing the dmv test right yeah, like it wasn't driver's test or was yeah. it was that wasn't just like a class no i imagine that's that was they they made a big deal they had the clipboard right? today's the day i'm getting my license uh, yeah and then I so can drive around and help out with the wedding at this point she's like she should be done learning right she's taking the test i think it's just like i i don't like it when characters do things that are just so far-fetched and unrealistic and i think shooting back like that it's just like all right okay well that that was my reaction. I enjoyed it because I thought her performance earned it. Like, I think that her yeah. kind of, like, rev it up for it. And, like, I think she's got over angsty and, like, did the wrong thing. And, like, she shouldn't have done that going forward either. But I think it's kind of – I think that that did a good job of showing, like, who she is as a character at this point and the fact that she is a very young girl. I, I just think was, they could – I, I was going to say, I, I think they could have done it where, like, she pulls forward just a little too fast and a car clips the uh, – or like mirror. her side mirror or something. Mm-hmm. I think that would have done the same thing and not been as absurd as like flooring it in reverse. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get the comedic beat where she was like, she because look, yeah, we listen, can we, listen. we can run. I'm a chi- I'm a child of the '80s. Anytime some anytime any character in a movie goes, today's the day I'm gonna get my license. 
guys, it, spoilers, 100% of the time, they're not going to get their license that day. I and can't believe today bit. wasn't the day I got my license. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, this this gives me to the two Corey's vibes of license to drive, where he's like, and the whole movie was about getting licensed, and then spoilers, he doesn't get his license, he ah! has to steal his parents' car. Oh, my tonight. God, it's shocking, it. right? Uh, but I do, so the second they started talking, I was like, okay, she's not going to get her license here, and this is going to be a main, you know, one of the main p- points of conflict for this episode, which it was, which is why they had to take the bus, which is good. We can um, run. But but I do like I, I do like the lie deliver. She's like, she bangs at the car, she goes, nobody saw and the guy goes that's, that's my car <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny and then i and then you know it's backed up by the listen again you want to you want to talk about over overprotective mothers this is such an elena scarpino moment where she's clearly knows that i'm the one that screwed up but she's blaming the driving instructor why would you take her on the road with other cars <laughs> like that, why would you do that you know better than that so I, I love that moment and i think that's that's that that, that strengthened the family dynamic a little bit too but i'm, I'm kind of with uh i forget who it was that was talking oh andy i think you were talking about the, the dad moment that was a little unearned i i did think that was a bit forced only because i don't think they would have been it wasn't believable to me that they were cognizant enough about what an avengers con was that they would go that far with it i could have seen them going one one step or two like wanting to i think it would have been enough for her to be like I, he just he just wants to chaperone her to the thing but i don't but it's weird to me that the parents went from like we don't understand what this avengers con thing is to we now have an understanding of hulk cosplay we had time to make two cosplay costumes and now we're all in it just kind of felt like it felt like they pushed it to an extreme to get that reaction, to get the opposite reaction when she rebuffs him. And I felt like they could have dialed that back a little bit. I don't think they need to go that far. Honestly, I think it's built in show, but I also think though. that's how parenting works sometimes. Yeah, right? but, but what like, you're talking they about They understood is... what cosplay was. when she, I expected there to be a lame joke when she was like explaining to them. And like, there's going to be a com- cosplay. Cosplay? What's cosplay? Blah. Like, they understood that. And they... She, you know, the mom had referenced Cosmic before, or maybe it was after, but it doesn't matter. Like, they, again, live in the Avengers world. They know who the Avengers are. Like, yeah, of course, because the Avengers are real characters in this. But what I'm saying is you don't need to go that far to have the dad get, like, it just seemed weird that the dad was suddenly excited to do cosplay. I he love was, how he went, When they he kind was. of painted him as an out of, not, not out of touch dad, but just sort of like, it didn't really take a ton of an interest in, in, in that side of his daughter's, you know, personality. Yeah. And I don't think they needed to do that because what we're all talking about is the moment where, your parents want to do something with you or chaperone or or supervise you as a child and you push back and say no that's embarrassing and you can't vocalize because i'm becoming an adult now and i don't want you to have that that oversight over my life anymore um which that they did nail that vibe but i don't think they needed to push it so far as the dad walking in completely green i know you have your hand up too but i just want to say like and I think maybe it comes from, I don't know, knowing the source material and I'm not trying to be, play that fucking card or anything. I just think that Abu's a really good dad. Like, I don't I don't think the show presented him before of not having an interest in it. He's just, you know, aloof and dad-like and doesn't understand technology. But I think when the brother pulls them aside and is like, listen, this is important to her. Like, they go from zero to 100, right? And it, it it's zero of like, no, you can't fucking go. We don't trust people to. All right. We want to be part of your lives. We're trying to be supportive parents. Your mother who doesn't care about superheroes or whatever is trying to integrate our culture into this and do something in a way she would put it through her lens. Dad is a fun dad. He's going to be a dad about it. And yeah, go smash and be Hulk or whatever. But like, I don't know. I found the whole thing very endearing. It didn't take me out of it at all. I was like, oh man, these guys are really fucking trying as parents. It was really only the line of him saying, you're not going. That's like the only, like, I feel like she wasn't even that hard on him just like this is embarrassing this is like humiliating 
And then him gets out and be like, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. I I yes, let's go. Let's all go. But for the dad to just be like, no, we're not going anymore. <laughs> like that that's the only line that took me out. Uh, Tim, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, Greg mostly said what I was saying, but I, I liked how the that scene played only because it came after the scene of her having the like asking the parents at night if she can go, and then her having her little tantrum about if my brother was asking, you'd let him go. And like, mm-hmm. it, it's building up that they listen and they revere the brother way more than they do her mm-hmm. and how unfair that is. And I think that having the lines of like, yeah, my, your brother talked to us and whatever. I think that it, it serves two functions. One showing that like, they do care about her and also are like, Hey, we kind of messed up here. So we're going a little overboard to kind of like show you yeah, that we don't right. just care about your brother. Uh, but also it shows that they do care about them as a family and care about the brother and, and trust him and are going to listen to him, even oh, if it's something that they, don't vibe with uh, and the, through their practice. Andy's toy from a second ago. You didn't think the line was that devastating. I just went back to it, right? Like, remember, like they've gone above and beyond. They've made these costumes. Dad's paint himself green. They're trying. They're trying. They think they're doing the right thing. And she says it's humiliating, right? That dad's humiliating. And like, dad didn't think he was being humiliating. He thought he was being a fucking awesome dad. And this is something that'd be well received. Like, I I understand his, and I think the way his face immediately switches yeah. to pain when she says that worked for me. I want to talk about Avengers Con. That was dope. I uh, so they did a pretty damn imagine. good job with it. Uh, it's just it's funny having no Spider Man, obviously because of rights reasons, which is interesting that they can have the the Department of Defense guy mm-hmm. or whatever it's called the damage. the cleanup damage control. Damage yes, control, yeah. um, guy, because like as far as I understood, characters that originated in Sony Pictures can't go do Marvel stuff. But I guess this is proof that that's not true. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but the Avengers kind of thought was really cool. All the the fun little uh, Easter eggs and stuff like the America's ass. Uh, little prints and like so showing like the the sacrifice thing that the people don't just talk about tony there also is the black widow love as well um and like the merch that there was actual ant-man and the wasp merch like that looked exactly with the same logo of the movie they just went to target and bought some toys <laughs> and our boy uh, agent m running a cosplay right? competition let's fucking Amazing. go right come on <laughs> Oh, I didn't notice that. That's awesome. No, I was gonna say, I, I remember. Yeah, I saw that guy. I was like, I know this guy. I can't. I can't put a finger on what it is. That's cool that they got him in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to. Um, if we're done talking about Avengers, I just wanted to talk really quickly about the mom sort of noticing the bracelet, the, bracelet, the bracer, yeah. and being like, "That's not for you. That's trash or whatever." You know, like this is a hand me down from grandma, but you, this is nothing to worry uh, that you should be worried about, and what do we not know does mom know that this is some magical power thing is this something from the source material or yeah also them talking about the grandma being like oh she's crazy you know she like threw her life away she she tried to follow her dreams right is that what they said and remember at the very end in the confrontation when she's yelling at kamala she's like uh i've seen what happens to people when they get obsessed with their fantasies and she cuts her off. Kamala cuts her off. But from what she's actually about to say, it's like, I know what you're going to say. And I forget what she's Oh, you know what I'm going to say. And I think, I think that was a tease to what's happened with the bracelet. Yeah. Cause Andy, to answer your question in the, the, the comics, like she's a inhuman and it's a whole Terrigen mists and all this stuff. And they're definitely not going with that. At least from the get go, they might retcon it eventually or like build us up and then have like a switcheroo at some point. But uh, it seems like they're going with a completely different, origin story for her to kind of i think fit culturally a little bit better and also with the modern state of marvel where mm-hmm. the inhumans aren't 
they're not going all in on them yeah, because they right. have the X-Men back. So um, we'll see how that all plays out. But also her power set is different than from the comics because right. of I, the inhuman side of things. But I think that they're going to work it in that it is a family situation, that that is a relic that her grandma or somebody in her family was at least aware of at some point and that there are some powers in, involved. Because they mentioned the the djinn, the genies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this episode. And like, I know that during the press interviews and stuff, they've been talking a lot about how the powers uh, are not going to be from the Terrigen Mist, but it might be more like genie focused. So that could be interesting. It, it kind of re- reminds me of a sort of the hints that we got about magical properties inside of the Ten Rings and where where their origins are from and how they have no idea that, you know, where these came from or whatever. Um I, I like the power set. I know that's still one a lot of people's biggest complaint is that it's not the stretchy stuff. But I, for me, it, I love the color scheme. <laughs> I love the purple vibe. And when she first gets powered up and then her eyes, like, I, I had chills. I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, pretty sick. And then her kind of falling backwards with that, you know, the, we saw that shot several times in this first episode of her, like, mm-hmm. falling back with the camera. Um, but, yeah, I think it looked really cool. I think it... Um, her trying to get back up on the second floor and using the little platform yeah, that cool. popped up underneath her. It's really, I, I, I dig it. I'm, I'm pretty into it. I also think that like, uh, one of the first times we see her use her powers, it like she, she, it looks like she embiggens her hand, right? Yeah. When she goes to catch the, the girl, oh, yeah. in the more common, it stretches as well. Like it's, yeah. it's like a, it's it like stretches a, and it makes her hand huge. It seems like, and it's for a moment when I was watching, I was like, Oh, she embiggened. Nick, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, when you hear the word Terrigen Mist, do you think of the one phrase from Jurassic Park 1 that they mentioned that you didn't know was going to be a part of the movie? And I can't you know, think the, of the phrase. The lithogen contingency or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. As soon as you said Terrigen Mist, I was like, isn't that from Jurassic Park? But no, no, I hear Terrigen Mist, and for whatever reason, I think it's a, a quasi like a diet beverage. Oh, okay. It sounds like a Tom Clancy novel to me. Yeah, (laughs) it's totally the MacGuffin. I love it. Oh, they got the Terrigen Mist. And and then Ethan Hunt's like, oh, we got to let them get the Terrigen Mist because that's how we catch them by by not letting them get it. It was basically that. Yeah. It really was just the MacGuffin. Uh, I I really like the rest uh, of the show, Tim. Go for it, Eddie. What do you want to see from the rest of the show? Because I feel like you and Greg probably have the most knowledge on this character and kind of where she goes in the comics like what what can we kind of expect my my biggest concern for the rest of the show is the antagonist like Mm -hmm. that is something that the trailers it's the one thing that from the trailers i'm like there's that shot they keep showing of like four people and there's just smoke all around them and like it Mm. it has that cw vibe to me and it's not clear after one episode like what exactly the opposing force is going to be if it's going to be the damage control people that could be interesting i actually like this the stakes of that um and it kind of being like a a smaller thing because i think that if they get too wild and crazy with it it might not work um especially with the limited runtime that we have of just five episodes left here um but yeah i think if they keep it more like personal and related to like the characters they're building like that's what i'd like to see because my favorite thing going so far for it is the character dynamics and the humor of it all where i like that her relationship with bruno and her other group of friends like there's like 
the, the quick back and forth, the high school stuff kind of that Nick was talking about. But like, even the mom is funny. It's like the, she has lines where it's like the, uh, she trusts you. No, I don't trust you. Love no, that. you do though. No, I don't. You know, it's like <laughs> that stuff I thought was, was good and not something I expect from a, a MCU mom necessarily. So I thought that that's great. So I'm hoping we get more of that. And I hope that the, the antagonistic force of this is more family dynamics as opposed to like, please just don't give us a fucking light beam in the sky. Please don't for this show. Greg. Yeah, you nail it. I think, you know, what I want from this show based on episode one, and even, you know, having read before him is Marvel. Like I want this. How many episodes is this going to be Tim? Six, six. Awesome. I want them all to be as good as this one was in terms of presentation style, character development. And I think, yeah, uh, her being like, a fugitive or whatever you want to call it beyond damage controls radar and them trying to hunt her down her trying to stop like you know armed robberies in the town and yada, yada that's that'd be interesting i'm very interested like you said about what the powers are and where we're going when she puts on the bracelet right and she goes back it looks like she goes into another realm similar to like a black panther thing yeah i'm very interested yeah. i assume Ancestral again planes. you know to jump around again this is nanny stuff right we talk about at the end you know oh you're just gonna tell me some story about nanny is that what you think i was gonna do like I think eventually, yeah, I think the mom knows more about the bracelet than she's letting on. I think Nanny obviously has something with this thing. And I want to know what realm that's bringing them into and what the history is behind that. And I would imagine your villain will come somewhere from that, right? Of somehow connected to that and going, like, I'm, I don't want them to double down on the inventor or whatever. Like, I'm not looking for that kind of thing. Like, I don't mind if that's a side thing going on that's getting her on damage controls radar. Or she's trying to solve the crimes that are happening in, in the city or whatever. But I'm more interested in what's going on there and more interested in the family dynamics and how, you know, we've seen it on different ways and different interpretations if she tells her family or how she tells her family or, you know, what goes on with that. Is it going to be secret identity? Again, if the bracelet's seen and it has a connection to the family, is her mom going to know and how is that going to be? Like, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. I, I'm more interested, again, like Tim just said, a small story. Let's keep it to Jersey City and see what's going on. Although a big part of Ms. Marvel in the comics always is the cameos in meeting the heroes and doing that kind of stuff. I'm not setting off from the beginning here of like, I'd love to see that. Cause obviously that's what the Marvels will be like meeting Carol. I'm sure unless that's going to be like an Easter egg end credit scene for the final episode. But I'd, I'd be interested to see a little, her run into some lower tier MCU person. Love uh, the I, shout out, by the way, that was the Scott Lang's podcast that he's been on. a lot of So podcasts. fucking funny. And that explains so much about how people know how the end game battle went. Like yeah. it's a lot of those types of little things of like Scott America's was there. He told the story. So yeah, America's yeah, ass. That was like the one sort of reference. I was like, how does anybody know that? Um I I think it's uh oh shit. Fuck. Before I said America's ass, I had a thread. I had a thread I want to go off of. Oh my god, I'm losing it. It's gone. Scott it's Lane. gone, everybody. It's fucking oh. gone. No, it's gone. I'm great. The ancestral plane. Yeah. The inventor that you mentioned, that's Edison. Oh, I know. So that, yeah, okay, cool. Just just making sure. I wasn't yeah, saying I, that for them. I didn't know how much we wanted to talk about the yeah, comic. No, so. But like that's that could be interesting. I, I think it's too late <laughs> after one episode but of a six-episode series. I think it's too late to build to that character. And yet. I hope they don't. Again, yeah, like I really totally. – I mean unless it was just a background thing that's happening and he's totally just like – Yeah, um, that's like a season two thing for me. Yeah. But Andy? We, we've only had to deal with like one character, which is Spider-Man with um, like a, hiding your per- – you know, hiding who you are, your identity – and I feel like we've experienced it enough in movies where it's like, there's no way people don't know who that is. But, like, there's no way people won't know that this is her, right? Like, it, she's on plenty of camera phones. 
you shooting well, purple got a shit. helmet on right now you got to like, suspend you know. your disbelief yes of course there'd be a camera phone filming the entire thing wide angle that would have seen her and bruno get up there and no helmet on she puts the helmet on and walks on you got to suspend your disbelief on that yeah I without mean, without spoiling the the future of it it's like i think they're going to handle this well i imagine in the show especially in the like marvel studios version of it but in the comics the way they kind of got around that in the earlier issues is because of the, the the powers she got from the the Terrigen Mist from Jurassic Park, Nick, the contingency, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of course, mm-hmm. um, like she actually changed forms, like so she looked like Captain Marvel hmm, for okay. a little bit, like she like it would like totally change how she looked, and like that started stopping eventually. So they're I th- they're gonna handle it well. They're gonna address what you're talking about in in a way like pretty head on, I imagine, and I think they're gonna do it sooner than later once she really gets going, like doing actual superhero stuff. Cool. Uh, the last thing we, we talked about it a little bit, but there's two moments that were right back to back in this that I fucking loved and made me laugh really hard. And they were so fucking stupid. And I don't think they could have worked in, in most shows. And that was Ant-Man's head rolling an impossibly long time. <laughs> I was so like, what long. Made the amount of shots Someone... we got of that thing fucking rolling, I thought was so funny. And for it to be bookended with the girl with Zoe getting fucking demolished by the giant Mjolnir. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that would have killed her. Like, that would have killed but, her. Yeah. But that's all the thing to me where I'm like, I it only works for me because the rest of the vibe has these fantastical yeah, elements and like the Scott Pilgrim stuff thing, where yeah. it's like it could have not been that extreme. It could have like just, that just been how she's feeling about it all. But I thought to as a viewer, they presented it in a way that I thought was really funny. Uh, and I think they intended it to be funny, not laughing at it, laughing with it. You know, I I think I was I I don't I'm I'll disagree with you there, Tim. I think that they just wanted it to look more dire. And it's possible that we're supposed to be seeing it through Kamala's uh, eyes and, and sort of her perspective. But I was just more bothered by the crowd's non-reaction to all of this happening. <laughs> like yeah, and nobody else knew. <laughs> yeah, nobody else knew that all this chaos was happening. So I was that's the one thing that kind of threw me off. They're like, the guys, this gigantic fucking helmet just fell off and it it's on a rampage. It's on a war. <laughs> <laughs> it rolled for so long that if I was in that audience, I'd be like, I think it has a mind of its own. <laughs> I don't think who's I in think there. This thing has its like it, yeah, it has some motivations that we haven't figured out yet. Yeah, the the, the Thor the Thor's hammer coming. I was like that we could have dialed that back just a little bit because it looked it looked like an old like you know in like like 90s or like early 2000s movies where they they didn't do the they couldn't do the effect right so they did it super slow and then yeah. they sped it up later yeah. and it just has that weird zany like effect of having it just be like oh that, that was kind of weird. it came out of nowhere i was like that's totally a little bit weird for me i think but. i think everyone th- thought like oh she's dead because that like yeah, she's, it, it, didn't just, it didn't just hit her it like hit her and she like flew off yeah. It reminded me so much of the Jackass the Giant Hand. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it reminded me of Jackass the Giant Hand or when they did the conveyor belts when they were in the suits oh my and the God, swings, that they were just so kicking painful. people off. But the difference is those guys had those guys are stunt guys. They know to jump. <laughs> she didn't know to jump. That thing hit her full on. <laughs> yeah, the legs planted into the ground. I was like, wow, that was that was one of those moments where I think we would have done a second take on that or, or re-envisioned that somehow because a giant because you got to imagine that swinging hammer has got to be a few hundred pounds. 
right? Well, I mean, At what least. they should have done is should have been like plastic and paper, and like it should have like torn yeah, into like, her yeah, when it hit her, or something, yeah. And just been like, oh, that's so funny, it stopped. But yeah, the the Ant Man's head just like why did no one? Why didn't she stop it? Like why she didn't know her powers think- were yet, right? That's what I was taking out of this. She didn't oh, know no, what yeah, just happened. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. it was honestly, it just to catch kept going and they cut to it three times. And it's like <laughs> it's just fucking destroying display <laughs> after display. Honestly, it's one of those things where I, I full on expected the post credit sequence that it cuts and then it's just a lone street and the head just rolls <laughs> out going, one dude. more time. That would have been <laughs> awesome. Oh, I really love good. it. Well, let us know in the comments below what you thought of Miss Marvel Episode 1. We will be reacting each and every week as the show premieres. And joining us next week, and hopefully for all of them, Tamar Hussein will be joining us. And I am very excited about that. He couldn't make it today because he's already down in L.A. for some Summer Game Fest goodness. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, Summer Game Fest is happening. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. And so much entertainment stuff's happening. The Stranger Things four part one reviews also up you can go check that out on, on screencast youtube.com slash kind of funny thank you all for rocking with us till next time love you